Welcome to the Bike Talk with Dave podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I'm glad you're here. Today's guest is somebody who I've watched come up from Cat 5, 4, 3, and 2, and she has been racing this year phenomenally on the United Cycling Team. I wanted to catch up with her early in the season, but when she told me her schedule, I was like, you know what? Let's talk at the end of your season because I want to hear about your season. So I finally caught up, dialed up Megan Eastler, who, again, is riding for the United Cycling Team. She's got aspirations of moving on up next year. We'll hear a bit about that. But first, I want to take you back to 2018 when I first met Megan at Doc's Cross, which was a very, very wet, muddy cyclocross race in central Iowa and she just rode away from everyone and didn't just ride away from everyone she rode away from good people like just dominated and she's just right out of college and picking up the bike and riding it so let's hear a clip from 2018 Doc's Cross That was 2018, and in 2019, Megan decided to focus on education and went out to Oregon for a bit. We'll hear a bit about that. And then, of course, COVID hit and changed her trajectory again. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Megan Eastler. Hey, Megan, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Thanks for your... Uh, Flexibility in meeting tonight. Uh, it was kind of an exciting day in our life, but uh, we will have that exciting day another time. For background, uh, we were watching the launch of a rocket, and it kept getting postponed and postponed, and it was finally scrubbed for the day. So hopefully they can launch tomorrow or, or the next day. But anyway, I'm here to talk to you, and I'm super excited to talk to you. Because uh, you've had a great year, you had a great start to the year at uh, the Zwift eSport World Championships, which was super cool, uh, with Liz Van Howling, and I just think it was awesome that two women from Iowa were representing the U.S. in the uh, eWorld. That's awesome. So I want to chat about that. And then, gosh, you just had a great summer. And... I will say it looked like you were enjoying it. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's a lot better than like going to work every day, that's for sure. But <laughs> it's also nice to go fast on your bike. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you do go fast on your bike, but you started out going fast on your feet. You were a runner, high school and college? Yeah, a little bit in college. I... I did, like, DMAC cross-country for a semester and then um, some triathlon, and then I also walked on to Iowa State for a semester. Would you run there? Distance, obviously? Um, I mean, I was just, like, trying to figure out what I would be good at since I was only 
I only did a semester and then I was like really burnt out and so like that's kind of how I got into bike racing because I was like oh triathlon training takes too much time like <laughs> why do three disciplines when you can do one and then I just tried my first bike race after that that semester running and I I really liked it um so you were already riding where'd you where did you pick up triathlon it was like shortly after I graduated high school, so like 2016-ish. Um, that was like, because my friend Joey Hassett was doing it, and I like tore my ACL in high school, and I was like biking and running and swimming as like rehab um, to prepare for like the state track meet my senior year. And as a joke to myself, I'm like, oh, maybe I should do a triathlon. Like Marty, like doing all these other like. The, the swim and the bike and I tried it and I was like oh this is actually really fun it was like awesome. a type 2 fun like I don't know it was different because I like did sprints in high school and then like you go out and like do an hour and a half triathlon and you're like wow like I can just go forever you ran sprints in high school uh yeah it was like um what kind of sprints the 400, I think, was kind of my sweet spot. I did end up doing the 800 my senior year, um, but it's mostly 200s and 400s for, like, freshman, sophomore year in, like, relays. Huh. Maybe that explains your eSport and, like, you're awesome at cross as well, which is kind of explosive power. Yeah. So... Huh, that's interesting. I would have guessed you ran the mile, two mile, and or fifteen hundred and three thousand. No, I sucked at distance. I really had to work on it after high school. Like I, you could not get me to run a mile without stopping like two minutes in. I'd wow. be like gasping for air. Like I just didn't know how to pace myself. I didn't really understand it. Like why can't I just like full on sprint a whole mile? Does it make any sense? Well, you're doing races now that are like 60, 70 miles. That's, that's kind of wild. Do you yeah. stop two minutes in? <laughs> no, I've figured it out. Yeah, that's awesome. The secret is pacing and snacks. Pacing and snacks. Write that down, everyone. That yeah. is the secret. <laughs> I kind of agree. I like snacks. What's your favorite snack? Uh... I guess it depends on if I'm biking or not biking. Um, anything on the with bike. peanut butter is pretty good for a snack. Yeah. On the bike, I don't know. Lately, like, Pop-Tarts have been kind of a favorite. Oh. Um, that so rocks. On the bike, I kind of, like, I'll eat, like, anything. Like, um, Welch's fruit snacks, Pop-Tarts, granola bars, Rice Krispie treats. Oh, also, like, the last couple of weeks, I've been making waffles and putting those oh. in my pocket. It's so good. Huh, like, that's an interesting like the idea. Little, the little mini waffles. Yeah. Huh, cool. With syrup? Uh, not with syrup. I just, sometimes I get tired of all the sugar, and so I'll just go something more plain, like mm. peanut butter crackers or waffles, but... That's cool. I remember when, uh... I was in Cleveland racing, and this one dude who was really good, Tall Paul, Tall Paul Martin was his name, and uh, he's like, dude, 
little Debbie snack cakes because you want to eat them. So you eat them. And that's energy. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Things have changed since then. Like, I mean, I would still eat a little Debbie snack cake, but there's also like goo and embark. Embark, you ought to try embark with your waffles. That's a um, pure maple syrup energy stuff that I discovered in, uh, in Decora. But, oh, yeah, it was kind of fun. But anyway, that was a sidebar. <laughs> yeah, I uh, actually I've seen like um like a professional like mountain bike gravel racer. He on his Instagram story like a while back, he was like <laughs> saying how like the little Debbie snacks are like the cheapest that you can get for the amount of calories that you get out of it, and I just thought that was like that's a good point cuz like when you're a a cheap cyclist on a budget, like you don't want to spend thousands of dollars on, like, all this, like, expensive food you have to eat just so you can ride your bike. But, well, Debbie's got your back. I guess it's pretty cheap. <laughs> they used to be 25 cents. I think they're 50 cents now or maybe 75. But, yeah, he's it's got a great point. Bad. Yeah, he's got bad. a great point. Like, it's even a Snickers bad. bar is, like, $1.70. Yeah. So, yeah, little Debbie Gels does have your back. even worse. So, like, $2 for, like, one serving, like, 120 grams of carbs. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so back to Iowa State, you not only ran, but uh, you're, you had a great degree. I can't remember what exactly it was, but you're like super smart. What was uh, your degree in? It was biochemistry. I don't know if I'm super smart, but I, I got the degree. So. Well, you got the degree. You got good that. grades, too, I understand, didn't you? Yeah. Um, well, uh, that it plays part of your story or plays into your story because I remember talking to you after a cross race in the rain, you were this young kid, you might've just graduated college or you were graduating that year, might've been a senior that year, but, um, you had aspirations of you know, going to cross nationals and like hitting the kind of the national scene on the bike, whatever that meant, whether it was cross or road. And then all of a sudden you decided to um, up and head to Oregon for school and focus on uh, focus on your education. What was that all about? Yeah, so honestly, I, I got my biochem degree because I was like, well, I need to graduate with something, you know, where you just kind of keep switching your major, and you're like, oh, well, this just doesn't seem quite it. Finally, I was like, okay, I'll just get this, and I'll go to, like, grad school and, like, really pursue what I want to do. Because, like, you don't have to major in what you do in grad school. Mm, right. But I went out there to do PhD in chemical engineering, and I got there, and it was very stressful. <laughs> I ended up switching to environmental engineering, which, like, was mostly because I really liked the research that was being done there in that field. Like, my, um, my professor that uh, mentored me through the research that I was starting, uh, she was environmental engineering focused, so you kind of just have to switch your major to what they're doing, pretty much. But, hmm. yeah, so I was there for a year. And then I came back. <laughs> COVID, right? 
Yes, COVID. I mean, that was, was right about when you were in COVID. Yeah, it was not a good time to start grad school. Like, I was pretty much in my room 24-7. Like, the coffee shops were closed. Like, you couldn't go, like, sit in there and just study. Like, you couldn't go on campus and study. It was, like, no in-person classes at all. Everything was on Zoom. And, I, yeah, I just, I didn't really have a reason to leave my room. And then, like, Oregon got all rainy, and it was just a really, really bad time all around. Um, can you hear when that dings? Yeah, I can. Okay, well, we'll have that in the recording. I'm getting, uh, getting a text, and I don't know how to shut that off, but, um, that's high-tech stuff. (laughs) Um, well, we were glad to have you back, and you got back on the bike when you came home. How'd you end up getting back on the bike, and, like, what, what transpired when you came back? Um, well, actually... I was biking a little bit before I went out to Oregon, because I, I tore my calf somehow, and I ran through it, and it healed, and I got an MRI, and I'm like, why is my calf still hurt, and they're like, oh, well, like, you have, you know, some scar tissue and fluid in there, it's probably going to just ache for a while, um, so I was like, well, that sucks, I'll just start biking again, <laughs> and so I biked a little in Oregon, too, um, and I started, like, swift racing when I was in Oregon. So when I got back, um, I was just like, well, I just want to full send it to, like, a whole season of racing. Like, why not? Like, you know, the grad school thing didn't work out. Um, I don't have to have my career figured out right now. Because I was still kind of like, well, what do I do? What do I want to do? I don't really know. I'm like, this seems like a good time to just, like, race all summer I guess (laughs) so that was kind of like what I had in mind I'm like I'm gonna work until I like start racing a bunch and then I'm gonna like stack my season so I can get like as much experience and like any results that I can and just kind of see where I'm at so uh that's cool and you were you were around a fair bit last year and then last fall you did some cross um I remember you coming to Capital City Cross and just riding away from everyone, and we're like, oh, Megan's back. Yeah. And uh, and then you end up on the, and this is, I'm really jumping from cross to uh, indoors, but cross leads to winter, and in winter we go ride indoors. Yeah. But, um, uh, you must have wanted to stay in shape because you ended up doing some indoor riding, some e-sport stuff, Zwift specifically. Uh, how did that transpire? What led you into Z- the competitive side of Zwift? Because I ride indoors too, but I don't aspire to compete anywhere. What, what led you down that road? I think honestly it was like COVID initially because there wasn't a whole lot of racing um, like two winters ago and so I like got into it then and then like this last winter came around and I was just like really excited to like do it again for some reason I don't know if it's just like some type two fun Um, I personally think it's it's easier mentally like to get in hours when you're Zwift racing because you can do like an hour warm up and then 
hour race and then an hour cooldown. Right there, you have three hours split up into like three separate things. Rather than just sitting there staring at the timer, like, click off, like, oh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, hour 15, like, I don't know, mentally I think it was just easier to split it up and, like, I don't know, when you're competitive against other people, you're not thinking about, oh, like, the time's just ticking by so slow, like, you're just, like, in it, going against other people, so I don't know. Um, did... Did you discover early that you're kind of good at it? Um, I don't know. The Swift is kind of a hard thing. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, good at Swift. I mean, you might say I'm good at Swift, but, like, you get on there and it's just, like, you know, pro racing outdoors. Like, there's a lot of really, really good people. So, right. like, I've done the smaller Swift races and wow, I'm smashing it. And then I did, like, the the Zwift uh, Racing League races, which is, like, kind of like the pro league of the racing on Zwift. And then I was, like, struggling to crack top 30. Like, my best Zwift uh, Racing League result, I think, was six. And I was, like, astonished. I was, like, oh, my goodness. How did that happen? And then, you know, back down to, like, 25th the next week, it was just... Uh, it's really competitive. Yeah. Um, well, you ended up on the U.S. Worlds team for eSports. Uh, how'd you end up on that team? Um, they had, like, two qualifying races. One was on Zwift, and I did pretty decent on that one, but I just didn't have the legs for it that day. I, like... I got dropped from the main group um, three times, and I got back two times to the group. Wow. I remember um, Dave was uh, announcing it, and he's like, oh my goodness, like, Megan made it back again. Like, this is crazy, and it was kind of a big deal. It's like a hard thing to do in Zwift. Like, once you're dropped, usually, like, you're dropped, but... Well, it's kind of real life, too, yeah, out on the roads. Yeah, So, like, I clawed my way back, but I just didn't have the finish, I guess. And then there was another uh, qualifying race on the RGT platform with the Echelon Racing League. They were putting one on, and that one I actually used some, like, teamwork a little bit. Uh, my teammate, Jacqueline Godby, um, she kind of, like went out of the gun really hard and I like latched onto her wheel and so we just worked together to just kind of stay away um, for the whole race and then whoever like won that got an extra slot for the world's team so I also applied <laughs> I guess I was just really wanting to do it you can apply for like a, a spot like they have like a an extra spot that they'll give people, like, they'll look through, like, you give them your results, like, kind of a resume, bike resume, and they'll look through it and pick other additional riders, but, yeah, I guess between all those things, I got the spot, but I think the Echelon Racing League, um, race was the one that really nailed it down. You know, I find it super interesting, and I don't, I think I said I don't race on, uh, Zwift. Actually, I have been using Ruby 
which I kind of like because there aren't as many people on it. And so you have like somebody out ahead of you and you can like try to chase them down or somebody pops in behind you and you try to stay, don't let them catch you. So there's motivation that way, which I like. Um, and I guess that's kind of like racing. And again, it's like you said, like 45 minutes just goes by and you're not paying attention to the clock. You're, you're watching the, the event, whatever that might be. But I know in Zwift and, and D-Ride Zwift and Zwift, it's like there's so many people that, you know, kind of come and go. And I suppose it depends on where you're at. And it's, I'm sure, different in a race. But uh, um, I, I like the Ruby um, little dot ahead of me or a little dot popping up behind me. And there may only be seven people on the same course as me at the same time. So it's very different than Zwift. But... Anyway, that was a sidebar. It's my second sidebar of the evening. Um, but uh, it, um, I mean, it sounds like there's tactics like being out on the road. Yeah. In Zwift. tactics. Uh, I raced with Sarah Snowpins this last winter, and we would have Discord up while we're racing, and we even have, like, a DS that will sit there and be like, all right, like, get ready for the sprints coming up, or um, for the Worlds race, we had a DS, and um, we were actually, I don't know if you watched it, we, we were, like, purposely sending flyers off the front, mm -hmm. like, all right, Liz, you go attack now and just hold off the peloton as long as you can just to, like, make people work, and... Yeah, it's not, it's not always as simple as, like, real life, because, like, you are just in a blob on Zwift. Right, There's no right. great way to position, um, like, in a line or whatever, but right. you can just kind of coordinate when and where and how you make your moves. Yeah. So it obviously, at least the fitness translated to the outdoors, because you landed on a great team this summer, and I know you did some guest riding with uh, some other crews, but your team united. Um, my thought is seeing united on your jersey was you guys take that to heart. It seems as though you really ride united, like all for one and one for all, you guys seem to, and maybe, you know, I get this from Instagram and I know everything you see on the internet is not accurate, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it sure seems like you had fun and you had a good group of uh, people to ride with this summer. How'd yeah. you end up on United and tell me about that experience? Um, so I applied to like a lot of teams, obviously. Um, it was kind of a stab in the dark, honestly, because I was just kind of going off, like, here's my Swift results, and then here's my, like, 2018 results, because I just had such a big gap. Um, but United, like, that was, I think, that was, like, the only team that got back to me, which was, like, I don't know, it was kind of sad in a way, but I was just, like, really stoked about it, and um, actually, Tamara, one of the girls on the team, she was like, hey, we should, like, look into this Megan girl. She's been crushing it on Zwift. And she's Zwift. She does the Zwift race. Oh, so, like, okay. She so... knows, like, <laughs> how hard they can be. 
And so I feel really grateful for that, that, like, somebody actually, like, is like, oh, like, we should consider this. Um, but yeah, um, my team manager, Lauren Coon, like, she is an absolute sweetheart, and I love her, and, like, she, she kind of put the team together, like, she doesn't like drama and, like, gossip and all that stuff, like, we're just, like, all the girls on the team, like, you would love them, like, there's not a single person on the team that, like, you could possibly hate, and I feel like that, um, that made this year, like, a really, really good year for me, just, like, having a good support system, but, yeah, so I don't know, I, yeah, the first race we did with them, like, the Lago Vista road race, that was probably, like, one of my favorites. Why was that? Just because, like, the whole team was there, I mean, minus, like, a few people, but, like, it's kind of hard to coordinate, um, everyone going to, like, one race, like, a lot of people, like, have work or other obligations, but that was one where we were, like, okay, like, we want to get, like, a full team squad here, and, uh, it's just really fun that way. What are some of the other memorable races this summer? I can't keep track of everywhere you were. You were all over the country. <laughs> I know, I did, I did so much racing. Uh... I think Joe Martin was a really good one, I feel. It was just, like, a good vibe between all the people, like, off the bike, um, just kind of having fun, and then, like, on the bike, like, we're just, like, focused game mode, um, and there was, uh, one day, it was stage two, I think, um, I didn't have the best legs at most of the the bigger races this year, but on stage two, I, like, um, got in a, like, chase group, and we made it back to the front group after the main climb, and I was, like, so excited about that, <laughs> I just, like, usually I just get drop, I'm like, okay, we'll just ride it in, um, but I made it back, and, like, Austin Kilts, she was, like, guest riding with Wolfpack with me, and she just, like, sees me and looks next to me, and she's like, oh my god, you made it! you're here, I'm so happy for you, and I was like, I'm so excited, like, it was just a really good moment, like, she was happy for me, I was happy for me, <laughs> and then That's I was awesome. all, like, I was so excited, I was like, do you need anything, I'll go back to the car, like, I was, like, ready to, like, go back and, like, help her out, because, I mean, like, she was gonna be the one that's gonna do well in the day, and I was like, I had to use all of my, my leg power to get here, but... Yeah, I don't know. That was a really memorable moment. That's very cool. Uh, what else did you do? Did you do um, the Oklahoma Tulsa with the Tulsa. hill? Tulsa Tough. Yeah, I did that one. How'd that go? It was an experience. <laughs> and the, I did the pro 1-2 uh, race on Friday and pro 1-2 race on Saturday. Um, Friday was very stressful. I saw a lot of people just, like, wipe out. Like, they just cornered and they were just, like, wiped themselves out. And then there was a huge crash and one of my teammates was in that. And that was really upsetting. She ended up having to go to the hospital and uh, mm. get surgery I remember that. Back. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that was in the back of my mind on Saturday a little bit. Um... There was also a crash that happened 
and this girl was on the ground, and they just stuck a golf cart in front of her or whatever, and then just, like, kept us racing, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, they're gonna neutralize us soon, right? And they didn't. They just kept going, so every lap I'm passing this girl lying on the ground, and then I just kind of went into a panic attack. I'm like, I can't do this. It's, like, it's not, not the day, and I just rolled off the course, and I actually almost wasn't going to race on Sunday, but I decided to do the the Cat 2-3 race, because I'm like, well, I'm still Cat 2, like, I don't have to do the 1-2s, so I did that one that day. Um, how'd you find that hill? Uh, <laughs> I liked it, <laughs> I don't know. You did? Yeah, I, so I was like... I was in the zone, I guess. I watched the replay, and I was kind of astonished at how how long people were still hanging on. And I was just like, we have to attack the hill every time. Like, I was leading it, like, every time, because I just wanted... I wanted people to suffer, like, maximally. But, I don't know, it was short enough that it was, like, not terrible. And then you got to go downhill for a good bit, so it was just kind of like hill repeats. Hmm. That's cool. But yeah, I, I might have had a different opinion on it if I was doing the Pro 1-2s. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. A lot of did you have really good, good crowds? Um, did you have good crowds when you did it? Not as good as the Pro. Like, there was... There were people there yelling and stuff. I actually was getting, like, squirted at with a, a water squirt gun, which was nice, like, on the way up. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, the the full ragers definitely kept for, I think, mostly the men's peloton. Because then, mm. like, all the pro women are like, oh, man, now we're going to have a party. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a crazy race. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like Friday, Saturday are interesting. It's like, it's like the Crit USA World Championship race, like, on the DL. <laughs> like, everyone's, like... I'm going to show up to Tulsa and do well, and not everyone can show up to Tulsa and do well. Right, right. They do count you at the finish line, don't they? Yes, Like, somebody's going to come, somebody's going to be first, and somebody's going to be last. So you're right, not everyone can do well in one race. So, Green Mountain, holy cow, you rocked that out. That was just a week or so ago, last weekend. Yes, tell me about that. Um, it went well. <laughs> it did go I, uh, well. You podiumed on the, like, GC. Yeah, I I feel like that was definitely um, some good added mid-season training come into use there. Um, yeah, I did decent in the TT. I got second. <laughs> so that was wow. really cool. I didn't, honestly, I was kind of like, oh, well, top ten in the TT would be great, but... Um, I managed that one, and then I got fourth on stage two, which came down to a bunch sprint, and then stage three was the queen stage. That was extremely hilly. I think... You're in Vermont. Yeah, it got up to, like, I swear somebody told me 20% gradient at one point, like, um... 
most people describe it as a wall. Like, you're just, like, steady climbing, steady climbing, goes up a little bit, and then, like, to the finish, it's just, like, up there. <laughs> I was, like, out of the saddle, like, touching my face to my bars. I was, like, just cranking it out. I, like, ran out of gears pretty quick. What are you running? Like, what do you have on there? Uh, it's like a 3432. Um, wow. Could be better. <laughs> could be better. Uh, but like Iowa, you don't really you don't really notice that you could use those gears until you're out on a crazy steep hill and you're like, oh gosh, this is not good. Yeah. How long? Like how long would that climb have been? Um, that climb it took me about 17 minutes if I look at like the Strava segment for it. From the bottom to the top. Yeah. Um, I don't know and how you don't, fast I went. I was pretty slow. You don't have anywhere around here in Iowa to replicate a 17-minute climb either. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, not even. Maybe one minute? Yeah, even, like, the climbs here, like, they're not even that steep. Like, you can't even replicate the steepness of it, which kind of stinks. Well, unless you head to gravel, you've done some gravel uh, this year. Uh, what did you do? You did? Did you go to Steamboat? No, I I didn't do Steamboat. I did Gravel Worlds though. Gravel Worlds is what you did. I knew it was some long one. Uh, how'd that go? That well, I. I mean, it's kind of a boring eight hours. <laughs> you just biking and eating. Um, pretty much, like, settled into a groove with a few girls after an hour in or so. And there was, like, we had a couple stragglers, and we finally just dropped them, and it was just me and three girls, and, like, I didn't know if I was in 15th place, 20th. Like, I had no clue, because, like, at the beginning, the men flew by us, and a, a few girls latched onto the men and just kept going, and I couldn't hang on, and so I had no idea, and turns out at the end, we, me and two other girls were sprinting for fifth place, and I ran out of gears, <laughs> but I got seventh, and I was, I, like, was not expecting that. It was a really good result for me. That's yeah. a really good result on a really long, not flat course that was yeah. probably really good training for green mountain yes at the end of it i was like gosh if there's like one more hill and there always is because it's it's kind of like south of uh, des moines where it's just like rolling up and down like and they're not gradual they're kind of like punchy hills they call that scenic if you ever hear a race course described as scenic that's yeah. what it that's what it is, is hills. <laughs> it's only scenic if you're not tired. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. I feel like that's a deceptive descriptor, but it is accurate if you take the time to look around. Well, that's awesome. Um, that probably really helped you, like, deep, deep fitness for a stage race like Green Mountain, don't you think? Yeah, I definitely, because, like, when you're ending like stage three on a 15 minute like killer climb 
and you've only raced like three hours up to that point, it's a big difference between like eight hours of racing. So I feel like, I mean, it's still hard, but it's like you don't have that much deep fatigue three hours in as you do at eight hours. Right. So, like, I felt pretty fresh. Like, I hit, I think, my 15-minute best power at the end of that stage <laughs> somehow. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it must it must help. Was it three stages? Was uh, that the final stage? It was four. So there was a crit on the last day. How'd you do in that? <laughs> I got Sorry about the, all these things. That's okay. I got third in the crit, so that was a really good day for me. I, I don't know. I kind of doubt my sprint, but I'm pretty okay at it. So there's that, but... The crit day, we were more focused, me and my teammate, Katie, on just, like, trying to make the other, like, GC leaders just kind of pop off the back if we could. Like, let's just, like, run this crit into the ground and then see where we're at near the end. And I know, it's just kind of a fun day, I think. That's awesome. So you were second in the TT, third on the second stage. How'd you finish on the hill stage, the uh, third stage? I got third on that stage. Oh, wow. I actually, I passed one girl, like, I think the 500 meters to go mark. I was, like, eyeing her, and she kept looking back at me, and she saw that I was, like, falling off, and I'm like, oh, we got a mile and a half left. Like, I'll, I'll get back to it. <laughs> and then, like, 500 meters to go, I, like, see her, and I'm, like, trying to inch up to her, and then I'm just, like, I have to blow past her, which... You can only go by people so fast at, like, 20% gradient, but I kind of was a little worried. I was like, I don't know, what if I can't pass her, but I don't know. I just kind of left myself no option. I was like, I have to. Uh, that's super impressive. And then third in the crit? Yeah, I got third in the crit. And that gave you third overall? Yeah. That's awesome. Like, what's it like when you're in Green Mountain, Vermont? Yeah, I don't know. Is it kind of a nice feeling to like end the season of road on a high note? And not only that, but like um, just being consistent. Like on stage one, like it's a TT and I did well. And like stage two, it was like it ended in a bunch sprint and I still um, did pretty well. And then like a queen stage and I did pretty well. And then a crit. Like it's like a lot of different disciplines. Um, like coming together and I was just able to do well in all of them. So I don't know, uh, it just felt kind of nice. <laughs> uh, I think that it should feel nice and you should be very proud of that. What do you like about being on the bike? What is it that attracts you to cycling? Um, I don't know. I think it's definitely calming. I get like anxious really easy, so... It's nice to have something that can just kind of, like, relieve your nerves or stress or whatnot. Um, I also just like kind of the autonomy of it. Like, it's not something that, like, I have to do, but I like to do it. And any time I am, like, biking or racing, it's like, yeah, like, I choose this. And, like, I can, like, race hard if I feel like it. Like, no one's going to stop me. No one's going to force me. It just, I don't know, it feels nice. Like, it's, like... It's different than work. Like, you just, like, 
have to get up and go because you got bills to pay or you know if you have an animal like you have to feed them every day like I don't have to ride my bike but I like to and I will so I don't know it's just like a freeing thing <laughs> that's awesome we're uh well three three parts to this question uh where to this fall will you get the cross bike out and do that scene Maybe for fun. Honestly, I just threw on some new gravel tires on the cross bike. I changed the gearing so that it'll be better for gravel. Oh. Because it's a really light bike. Um, I just wanted to use it for gravel racing since I wasn't going to cross race too much. Um, the reason for that is just that I wanted like a really good base season. So like I'm, I'm actually going to Cut down the Zwift racing a little bit and the cross and then kind of just see how strong I can get over the winter and um, not overdo it. Huh, My coach wow. is pretty like anti-Zwift racing because of how much fatigue it adds. Like he was saying that like one Zwift race can like make you like fatigued for like three weeks or something and it's just like it compounds the more you do it and I'm just like gosh like that's maybe we don't want to do that <laughs> for my off season so longer easier gravel rides yeah pretty much just the good old base miles <laughs> the boring yeah. miles any gravel racing on the calendar uh for the fall yeah, fall, winter, spring. Um, yeah, maybe not winter. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here. Um, I have uh, BWR Kansas and Big Sugar still on the calendar for this year. Oh, so, you're doing Big Sugar. Yeah. I, I registered for it, and it sold out in like 10 minutes. So I, was, I was super excited about that. Jeez. But, We'll see. I'm, like, taking my little mid-season break right now, so we'll see if I'm in, in great shape for that. But, yeah, I'm hoping to do more gravel racing next year. I I really like the gravel racing. Do you? Yeah. Um, particularly the long stuff. I think 100 mile, 150 miles, like, a good a good distance for me when it comes to gravel. 200? I don't know yet. <laughs> 200's like pushing like just hours of the day. It's just kind of like too much. Like, I, what does that take people? Like 12 hours or more? Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I don't know. And Not there I yet. Heard, like, a lot of people, like, they're just like wrecked for weeks. Like, I felt pretty good after a week after Gravel Worlds, but, like, I don't know. To be wrecked for, like, two weeks or more, and it always destroys my stomach. Like, you're eating so many goos and just junk food, like, all day, and then a whole week after that, you're like, I don't want to touch a single thing of food. What about road? Will you hit road again next summer, as you did this year? Yes. At least I'm planning on it. Uh, I am going to be switching teams, so that's kind of exciting. Um, I don't know for sure what races I'll be doing, because it's going to be kind of mediated by, like, 
um, our team manager, like, who's going to what races, but it should be fun. Can you say what team you're heading to? I don't, I think so. I mean, I've told people, they didn't say I couldn't, they just said I couldn't announce who else is on the team, because they might not have told team managers and whatnot, but, um, I'm going to be joining Roxo for next year, and they are, I think, currently, like, applying to be, like, UCI Continental team, so. Wow. Um, yeah, that'll be cool to do some that's a, bigger That's races. a definite step, step up, isn't it? Yeah, I, um, yeah, the goal is kind of to get on a team that was, like, going to be going to the stage races, because um, mm-hmm. United didn't really do any stage racing this year, so that's why I had to guest ride. Oh. It's always, I think, just, it's kind of nice going with your team, and, like, not as, like, an outsider, like, you have, like, you know, you've done team camp together, you've maybe ridden or raced with a few of your teammates together already and you show up to a race and you just kind of like you vibe with them well but when you're just like the stranger and you pop in and you're just like oh hey like I'm new here it just feels I don't know kind of awkward hi my name's Megan can I get you a water bottle yeah yeah (laughs) it's like I'm here to serve you what can I get you yeah (laughs) ice cold water a granola bar yeah oh I could see that for sure well, that'll be very exciting, and they'll allow you to do gravel, or is gravel gravel part of their genre as well? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going to make it a genre or not yet. Um, our manager was, like, thinking about looking into it, uh, seeing if he could get, like, equipment and whatnot, but for now, I'm probably just banking on just doing it out of pocket for mm-hmm. funsies. Showing up and doing the races that are fit in your schedule and yeah. and life situation at that time. Yeah. <clears throat> Dig it. What's your ultimate dream with all of this? What's your destination? Uh, I don't know if I have a set one. I I just kind of want to see how far that I can go. Like if I like max out, like you know. U.S. racing is the best that I'll be, then, like, that's fine. Like, at least I figure it out. But, like, if I could get to, like, Europe and racing, you know, like, the real dream, then that would be great. Huh. That's very cool. Well, you had to have caught the attention of pretty much everybody in the States here. It's a pretty small world, and uh, you, uh, you shone fairly brightly this year, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, the fact that you, like, you get dropped and you fight your way back in and you get dropped and fight your way back in, your tenacity is admirable for sure. Where'd that come from? Hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe my stubbornness? (laughs) Not really sure. I, like, I know I, like, come off as, like, really maybe pessimistic a lot of the time so I feel like deep down I'm always like you know what like maybe I can be better like maybe I just try a little harder I don't know like I just feel like I'm always like you know not maxing out like I gotta keep going (laughs) yeah 
Well, I mean, if maxing out puts you in third place at the top of a 20% grade, then all right. Doing all right. <laughs> Doing a okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one of those days where I was like, yep, I couldn't have gotten second. That was my max. Yeah, that's awesome. Like you finish it and you're just like, that was the tank, it's empty. And I don't know, that's a good place to be. Like, I don't like getting off the bike and being like, gosh, like, I really feel like I, I could have done this, but I didn't. I don't know. You don't want that. You do not want that. You do not want that. What are you going to do? I'm just curious. What are you going to do about um, education, school, like life after cycling? Um, I'm still not 100% sure yet. I I think I'd probably, like I do want to go back to grad school eventually because I really like research. Um, environmental engineering was probably close to where I wanted to be, but... I don't know, every once in a while I'm still like, oh, maybe I'll do something wildly different. Maybe I'll, like, go go build some houses or, like, be a psychologist or something. Like, there's, like, so many, there's almost too many options, but, um, yeah, I'll probably go back to school. The thing is, like, school is, like, always there, but, like, with cycling, you're not going to be a great 60-year-old, like, world tour rider like there's like a kind of narrow window for it and I just kind of am like well I'd rather do this now than um, kind of never know how I would have done like I don't want to be 40 and be like oh yeah I could have been a world a world tour pro but I worked 40 hours a week and I just can't fit it into my schedule like I just like I don't want to be that person that's awesome. But, yeah, eventually I think I'll go back for something. Just don't know yeah. yet. <laughs> After you win the uh, Tour de France, uh, Tour de France Femme presented by Zwift, I think is the official name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll win that. Uh, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. It would be cool. It would be cool even to be there. If you need a photographer, I'll come shoot your... Uh, yeah. Shoot your experience yeah, step there. Step number one is at least get there. Yeah, for sure. Well, sounds like you're making good moves and you've had a great year to kind of enable you to take this step up and do some different and bigger races. That being said, you've done a lot of the big ones here in the States. But for like next year, my team is like, uh, they're wanting to do like British Speed Week. Um, I think there is one in Costa Rica they were considering. So you're you would go outside of the uh, the states. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dig it. We're, we're planning to do that. They're planning to do like a couple weeks max in like Europe doing some racing. I'm not sure what yet. Like it's all kind of tentative. Yep. And, like figuring out budgeting and all that, but yeah, I don't know. I think just racing outside the U.S. would be kind of next on the list and like doing better at the the u.s stage races i think but yeah i'd like wow. to do them all just to <laughs> get the yeah, experience yeah. why not you don't really know until you show up and race it yeah oh that's cool i mean having the chance to you know jump across the pond and race in europe whatever that race is just getting the experience of 
you know, I talked to Chris Daggs of uh, the Lux development team, and he's like, we take people over intentionally to introduce them to the roads, introduce them to the crowds, introduce them to just the different lifestyle, different coffee shops, different grocery stores, different restaurants, yeah. different everything. So that it's not a shock to your system when you, you know, get over there more full time. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I've heard, I haven't been over there, but I've heard like even just like with the racing, like the roads are much more narrow and the fields are bigger. So it's like, you really have to be good at moving up through a pack of people and like rubbing elbows and getting way too close and, you know, knowing when to move up. Like you can't just like start a major climb 200 riders back like you right gotta, you gotta be up there um, yeah there will be a gap somewhere in that line yes it's, and yeah you don't want to be on the wrong side of it you do not you do not for sure well that's super exciting i am uh thrilled for your year this year and again it's always fun to see you on the bike and see you smiling and having fun on Instagram because I know Instagram is absolutely real. <laughs> I try to <laughs> that, keep it kind of real. I, I, I feel like you do a good job at keeping it real. I feel like what we see of you is, is real life. But uh, stoked for next year. Yeah, I'm super stoked for next year for you. We will follow you uh, closely and uh, and enjoy it when you're back home and show up on a Saturday morning or whatever yeah. or Tuesday night Tuesday nights are hard <laughs> Saturdays yes, they are. are more manageable Saturdays are more manageable Tuesday nights are hard and they I I have learned my place on Tuesday nights and that's like they get me out of town and then I ride home and I yeah. went further than I would have alone and I went harder than I would have if I'd been alone so it's kind of like all right, what do I want to do on Tuesday? Do I want to, like, just ride chill, or do I want to go show up with a group of 30 people and have my eyes bleed? Like, there's no <laughs> there's no in-between on a Tuesday. Yeah, you're right about that. Well, uh, Megan, thanks tons for taking time. Thanks for being flexible, and I will be excited to see you around town and on the bike, maybe at a cross race or two. Yeah, we'll see if I make a surprise appearance on my uh, my new gravel bike. <laughs> on your new gravel bike? Well, you could come to Cap City Cross because it's basically flat. Yeah, that's kind of, I think that's more of the fun ones, honestly. It's just kind of chill. Just it is chill. The grass, and it's usually not rainy. All right, well, thanks tons, and uh, we will catch up with you later. All right, thanks for chatting. Thanks tons to Megan for joining me today. I enjoyed our conversation and I am going to enjoy following you as you pursue your career in cycling or whatever you end up doing. Follow Megan on Instagram at Megan Starr, that's with two R's, M-A-E-G-H-A-N-S-T-A-R-R, if I can get that out, on Instagram. And... Uh, follow her along all season long. I want to thank Bike Iowa for being our online host. Please join Bike Iowa and the Bike Iowa Racing Team on September 24th, 25th for the Capital City Weekend of Cyclocross in Des Moines, Iowa, which concludes on Saturday night. Actually, it concludes on Sunday with Relay Cross and some fun, non-categorized racing, but 
the conclusion on Saturday is a single speed spectacular open to the first 100 people to sign up. It's only $10 to register. Of course, you have to have raced prior in the day, previously, previously in the day, but 100 people will be vying for a $1,000 cash prize. So check all of that out and other events on bikeiowa.com. Thanks again for joining me on Bike Talk with Dave. My name is Dave Mabel. Please rate and review. If, if you would like to support the show financially, head on over to buymeacoffee.com. Look for Bike Talk with Dave and buy me a coffee. If you do, I will be happy to send you a Bike Talk with Dave sticker created by our friends at Bike Rags. BikeRagsApparel.com. So much more than apparel. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me again on Bike Talk with Dave. Hope you have a great week and rubber side down.